Amen to that. Amen to that. What else? What else does anyone remember from last week about anxiety? Amen. We shouldn't we shouldn't hide in a cave. We should not hide in a cave because we spoke about Elijah and how he was hiding in the cave, you know, and he went and hid in the cave because a woman was after him. But what do we say about Elijah? That he was so powerful, and but yet he was anxious. What are some of the attributes of Elijah in the Bible, the prophet, that made him so great before he went and hid in the cave? He called fire down from heaven, right? He challenged, he challenged 450 prophets. He challenged them. And he called down fire from heaven. And he wet the altar and he wet the sacrifice, he wet the wood, he built a ditch around the wood and called down fire from heaven. And did the fire come down from heaven? It definitely did. You know, he raised people from the dead, he outran chariots, he did these incredible, incredible things. Incredible. And in the next verse, in the next chapter, there's a woman named Jezebel that wants him dead. This Jezebel wants him to die. She hated prophets and she liked to feed them to her dogs. Isn't that crazy? It's true, right? She chopped them up and fed them to her dogs, the prophets. So he went and hid in the cave. And God said, what are you doing? Why, why are you in the cave, Elijah? What are you doing there? What are you doing there? He, oh my gosh, she wants to kill me, she wants to kill me. We, can't, we cannot hide in the cave. We cannot hide in the cave. We have to come out. And God sent a hurricane, God sent a storm, God sent the fire. God sent all these things, but God was not in them. He was in the still, small voice. Right, and people suffer from anxiety, and it's the number one disorder in the country. Millions of people suffer from anxiety, and the majority of the people are women more than men. And the saddest country in the world is America, which is really, 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 really troubling because we have, aren't we the richest country in the world with all the resources that we have? And what are certain situations, what are certain situations and circumstances that make people anxious? Fear? Fear of what? Fear of loss, you said? Loss, amen. Well, not amen, but true. <laughs> Financial instability, relationships. What, okay. Just to review from last week, what does it feel like? I mean, this is not anything that I want to confess into your life. Listen, I'm not proclaiming to be, in Jesus' name, we are everything. But a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a, you know, don't go and say, yeah, yeah. You know, don't diagnose yourself, okay? Because we are healed by the power of Jesus Christ. But sometimes people have panic attacks. They have anxiety. They have fears. And when you're having when you're having anxiety, you're feeling overwhelmed, right? You're you're feeling a panic or a heart race or the fear of the unknown. And 
what are some things that can set it up, set on anxiety? We found that traumatic experiences from when people are younger have that. Um, and what do people do? What, what are other things that can cause anxiety? We said stress, we said financial problems. People want to say mental illness that uh, is hereditary. You know, I'm confessing very bad things, but we're going to get to the Bible and be very positive, more than negative. Insecurities, um, claustrophobic. Does anyone ever have that feeling? <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> well, in Jesus' name, I'm not with you, but I, like a little box, being in like a little box scares the heck out of me. I know somebody, I won't expose them too much. I know somebody in my family that, not Pastor Quincy, okay? <laughs> that like will, won't shut the door when they go to the bathroom. If they're out in public, they're like, can you stand with your foot in the door and turn around while I pee? And I'm like... <laughs> I'm claustrophobic. I don't, I don't want the door to be shut. I'm like, okay. And it's funny because I'll expose myself. When I go to the gym sometimes in the morning and we have a prayer line, I try to find a quiet spot to pray. So there's like this little corridor, very small corridor, away from all the stuff. And it's like emergency exit. And there's a... Um, an elevator, and there's a door, okay? So the door is always open, because it's a little room, okay? And one day, the door was closed, and there was like ropes hanging on the door. So I didn't see anyone there, so I opened the door, and I put the stopper, you know? The door's open to crack, because there's not a handle on the inside. <laughs> I'm already sweating. There's not a handle on the inside. So I'm, you know, on the prayer line and I can't say much. And the, the, this um, trainer comes and he's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm on the phone. He's like, oh, that's fine. But you got to shut the door because I'm using the ropes to train this person. I said, yeah. <laughs> what? He's like, shut the door. And when you want to come out, knock on the door and I'll let you out. And I'm like wobbling, you know. And this is something that I'm like, God, I need, I, I got to get over this panic. You know, I got to get over this claustrophobic because there's someone on the, there's like a whole gym on the other side. All I got to do is knock on the door and it'll open. But it's an overwhelming feeling of sweating and, and nausea and my stomach in a knot. And I can't scream because now I'm praying. I'm on the prayer line and I can't panic because there's like 25 women on the line and I'm stuck in this room and I'm staring at the personal trainer. And he's like, okay, no problem. And he's taking his time to open the door. But I said, no, God, we have to overcome our fears and there's power in you. I told you I didn't, exposing myself, I wasn't too thrilled about flying. And I had to fly with Elion. And she's like, you're not scared, right, mommy? Big brown eyes. No, I'm not scared. We have Jesus. You know, we, we have to overcome these fears and anxieties and know that Jesus is the way out, that Jesus is the answer. What causes these fears? What causes this paranoia? What causes this anxiety? What causes these panic attacks? What causes, you know, and anxiety, I've read, and panic can also, also and stress, feel like a heart attack. 
can be tightness and overwhelming your chest. It's like, wow, this is supposed to be church. This is very negative. We're going to get positive in a minute. Okay. Um, Jamie, do you have that first slide? So we're going to talk about a few things here. So what the world says, can everybody see that? The tips for overcoming anxiety, except don't analyze intrusive thoughts. This is the world, okay? Consider medication. That's right away. That's usually right away, right? Um, panic attacks, anxiety, bipolar, kids with, um, what's the big one? P what is it? ADHD, immediately, right? Immediately drug them up. Expose yourself to triggers, question your worries, try therapy. This is what the world is telling us that we should do, the tips for overcoming anxiety, for overcoming fear. This is crippling America. This is crippling the world. Like hundreds of millions of people suffer from some type of worry and anxiety because, I mean, we just came out of a pandemic and now we're in a war. And now the gas prices are five, $5 the other day. I have a truck and I, don't, I can't put regular. And I'm like, how much to fill this thing up? No, you can't put regular in a truck. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't drive properly. So you gotta put the super in. And I'm like, wow. But God provides. But this is what the world wants us to do. And it's okay if you've done that up till now. It's okay if you, you want to wean yourself off of medication. It's okay if you felt this way. Don't feel guilty because there is a merciful Jesus who is anxious himself, right? The Bible said that, we, we talked about it a little bit last week, that he sweat droplets of blood in the garden before he was going to be crucified, right? There are traumatic things that happen to us as children that we can't help whether it's been some type of abuse or neglect or no one told you they loved you. You know, if, if you're a girl and, and your father doesn't tell you they love you ever, that's going to trigger something as an adult. You know, maybe you were, God forbid, I know, I know there's kids in the room, molested or something crazy happened to you. It's like one in five people have been molested or abused. So there are triggers, but there's also a solution, and it's Jesus. There is a word of God that God does not want to keep you anxious or afraid or this or that. And if you want to trace it back, you know, if you, if you want to think about a dramatic time. Listen, I've been through stuff when I was a child. I've been through stuff as an, as when, I, when, I was, when I was an adult that was crazy, that I never told anybody because I was ashamed or afraid. But you, there, you don't have to suffer with that. You don't have to carry that. You could be healed. If you didn't have a relationship with a parent, that could be pretty dramatic. And it says that it affects you for life. There's healing. There's healing in the name of Jesus. He will be your father. Amen. He will be your provider. He will be, he will be everything. So let's see what the Bible says, right? We should see what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? We're gonna to go to Philippians chapter four. We're gonna break down Philippians chapter four. So if you wanna open your Bible, if not, we have it here. 
Can everybody see over here? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Wow, what does rejoicing have to do with anxiety? Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace... This is what we want, right? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There is a peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. What does that mean? That means you don't even have to think about it. With anxiety, it's in your mind. I'm not saying it's in your mind that you're crazy. I'm saying it's here. It's what you... It's what you're thinking. It's what you're overcoming. It's your fear. But there's a peace of God that surpasses all understanding. There's a peace of God. Did you ever notice someone who's been saved for a long time and they go through something so tragic and they have peace and you're like, wow. There's a peace of God that, listen, so many people, so many scientists, psychologists, teachers, professors, doctors are trying to figure out mental illness. They're studying it. They're doing studies on it. They're doing studies on cancer. They're doing studies on all these things, right? We're constantly evolving, constantly learning. We're constantly discovering, constantly making an app for this, right? Constantly sending someone to the moon, Amazon, all these things that Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all these things that have evolved. People are studying. They're evolving. They're studying um an answer and a solution to all these different diseases and everybody's using their brain to think right but god's like listen i want your brain to rest when it comes to me your brain is going to rest because i'm going to give you the peace of god that surpasses all understanding you're not going to understand but you're going to feel better than any drug any pill, any alcohol, anything else, because there's a peace of God that passes, surpasses understanding. And a lot of people we studied, they turn to alcohol and drugs when they are anxious. And now they have made, what's the proper word for, for what people like to smoke? What's the medical term? But there's a word for it. Cannabis, yes, they have little shops now. Listen, they have, they have, I've seen like, like Rite Aid, CVS, cannabis store, something, they call it something. <laughs> and it's a little, it's a little, it's just like a little storefront and you know, whatever. I'm not here to judge, but this is now what, what the answer is. Whoa, that had to hurt. We all heard you crack your knuckles. <laughs> it's okay. We got the headphones on. <laughs> We got to pray for you. We know you're healed of uh, anxiety, but the knuckles, no, just kidding. <laughs> but there's a peace of God that surpasses all understanding. There's an understanding will guard your heart and your mind. You, you want to guard your heart. You want to guard your mind. I have the, there are so many scriptures on the mind. I have the mind of Christ. You know, let me go. To, we're going to break it down now. Rejoice in the Lord. We're going to break down the first verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the steps for you to conquer anxiety, fear, whatever anxiousness brings. What does anxiousness bring? 
co- you know, anxiousness brings worry, brings doubt, brings like panic, brings like paranoia. Have you ever been so paranoid? You think, well, it's just me. Everybody's after you. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. Your thoughts just take over. And before you know it, you're having a panic attack and you're breathing into a bag because your boss is breathing down your back, you know, because you have this deadline and you're a single mother and you can't get fired because you got to buy milk and you got to pay the bills. And all this stuff, I got to drive the kids here. I got to drive the here. My marriage is a mess. The mortgage is due. All these crazy things. But God is saying, rejoice, rejoice. He gives you a double enunciation. He gives you double portion. He wants you to rejoice, 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 and be glad. Be glad when you're overwhelmed. Be glad because there is a solution. Where there's a problem, there's a solution. His name is Jesus. It's the cross. It's the bridge. It's the gap. And he wants you to rejoice. He wants you to be glad. He wants you to be satisfied. And he's telling you in a double enunciation, rejoice, rejoice. When God repeats himself, when he wrote the word of God, when he repeats himself twice, he's really trying to get your attention. Okay, Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Why is he saying it twice? Why is he saying it twice? Yes, so we'll pay attention. Why? He, he really wants your attention. He wants you to start out when you're starting to get overwhelmed, when you're starting to feel inadequate, when you're starting to want to go for that alcohol, that drugs, because life is too overwhelming, or you go for that, we talked about food, right? We go for that 10th piece of cheesecake, you know, because cheesecake just makes me forget. Especially the chocolate crusted one. This makes me forget. I mean, cheesecake's not my favorite. Like, anything chocolate. <laughs> chocolate, just, you just, you know, pop a, pop a piece of just one chocolate, but not like 50, you know. Anything that satisfies you more than the Word of God, more than worship. So, you know, the Lord wants us to rejoice. So take a different approach. Say, wow, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm, I'm feeling anxious right now. And oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It doesn't make sense, right? Remember he said, I'll give you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I am God and my ways are not your ways. I do things very differently. My mind is not like yours. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Thank God his mind is not like ours, right? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you do not think like me. Thank you. Right? What you want the Lord? Oh. But the trees would be purple or blue or red. Jesus person I've ever met. And sometimes she makes me angry. <laughs> but Rebecca, you have don't give room to the devil. That's what he wants. You have to love everyone. I'm like, wow. It's a new level of Jesus, a new level of love that I've never seen before. But if you think about it, Judas betrayed Jesus at his most intense time. He was in the garden and he got arrested because Judas betrayed him with a kiss. Jude, Jesus washed Judas' feet. You know, we have to be gentle. We have to be loving because he's always there. Next. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is always there. 
He's always close. He's hand distance away. How does it make you feel? Look, he's right here. My hand, my my arms are not long either. So he's really close to me. Like, he's right there. Does anyone have really long hands? I guess really tall people have really long arms, right? Priya, do you got long arms? <laughs> well, no matter what, he's hand distance away. He is never far away. That's why when Elijah, he went and hid in a cave, God was like, where did you go? Where, how, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for you. So be at peace that he is a hand distance away. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. He's tangible. He touching. You could touch him. You could feel him. You can. So when you're going through it, when you're anxious, when you're overwhelmed, when you got this, when you got that, you just take Jesus, right? Take Jesus by the hand. And you just take a walk with him. I remember in one of the most darkest, horrible feeling, not understanding, just going through something, I would take Jesus' hand and take a walk outside. And like literally hold his hand. And I don't care if people are staring at me like, what's up with that lady's hand? Like. What's happening here? You know, we're walking, maybe we're swinging hands. You know, we're taking a walk with Jesus and we're just talking to him. And whatever you're going through in life, whatever you have going on, whatever may feel overwhelming, hold his hand until you feel better. I always feel better when I hold my husband's hand because he's huge and I feel safe. I feel comfortable and I love to hold uh, hold hands. I love to hold my kids' hands. The older ones, like, I'm 15. I'm not holding your hand. <laughs> you know, well, he does, but don't tell him I told you. And, you know, the middle one, forget it. He's like, Mom, maybe when no one's looking, but... They, God wants to hold your hand. <laughs> hold your hand. It makes you feel safe. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, hold his hand. Hold his hand. How does that make you feel that he's only a hand's distance away? I don't know. Oh, what? We got the mic. She said safe, but you could say it safe <laughs> amen it makes you feel safe right to know that he's right there he's right there look touching you he's right there that's not far at all like right that's not far right there he's right there okay next be anxious for what be anxious for nothing be anxious for something, nothing. Well, God, that's, uh, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot to be, I got a lot going on. I got a laundry list of things and worries and doubts and fears and being overwhelmed and being hurt and feeling all these things. You just, you got to let it go. You got to let go of the hurt. You got to let go of the pain. You got to let go of the past, you know. I always talk about um, Joyce Myers. We have to show her testimony, maybe next week. It's pretty gruesome though. It's pretty intense. I won't give it away too much, but if you know it, you know, she was abused from six years old to 18 by her own father. And I'm talking about horrible, despicable abuse. 
And I always heard of her as a kid because I went to a very big church. And whenever she came to speak and talk, people would camp outside of our church to go and go and see her. They had little tents outside the church because all these women lined up to go and see her. And I was such a brat. I'm like, what is the big deal about this woman? I don't understand, you know? And then I sat in an encounter in our, in, our, in our church and I heard what she went through. The torture every day being abused by her father, mentally, physically, sexually. She was a, his slave. And then she gets saved and she forgives him. She gets him saved. She buys him a house. She get, he gets baptized. This is why this woman has one of the biggest ministries in the world. She chose to love. She, told, she chose to let it go. And she chose to even forgive and love her, the person that she was supposed to protect her and hurt her the most. That's why she has success. You know, we need to let go. We need to let go and not be anxious for, for nothing. And it, it should give you peace and hope that no matter how bad your past is, that no matter what you've been through, how bad it is, what you've done, what you did this morning, what you did yesterday, your pain, your brokenness, if you're a shattered piece of glass and there's nothing left to you, you're just a shell, that Jesus can heal you and there's hope and there's a future and he can set you free and you don't have to suffer. He was so anxious in the in when he went to pray in the garden the bible said he sweat droplets of blood he knows what it feels could you imagine the anxiety of knowing you're going to be crucified being arrested being all these things he went through it for you don't be anxious don't be overwhelmed don't be afraid because he's at hand he is near he is never far okay next one but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What, are we, what should we pray for? Everything. Everything. Pray for everything. Pray for your food. Pray before your kids go out to school. Pray, you know, when you decide to buy a car. Pray when you get, before you marry someone, you got to get on your knees for that. Pray, you know, if you want to lose weight, pray and Jesus will eat with you. A lot of people have a lot of anxiety over their weight. Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you and say, Holy Spirit, come and eat with me. Pray for, for what house, what school, what job. Pray for everything. Pray for anything. Pray without ceasing. Pray all day. Pray while you're driving. Pray under your breath. Pray while you're sleeping. Pray when you wake up. What should you pray for? Everything all the time with supplication. So make your request known to God. Pray and say, God, please heal me. I want to be a testimony. Do you know what a testimony is? That's a very fancy Christian word that sometimes new people are like, you guys have words that I don't, I've never heard of, right? Testimony is your story. A testimony is your victory. God wants to give you a victory. You're not a victim. You're a victor. You're in victory. You know, we've all been through something, and do we want to be a victim forever? Right? 
And we want to we want to be successful and healed for our children, for our families, for our Jesus, for our cell groups and our churches and our people that we want to bring to Christ. That you can stand up and testify and say, you know what? I've been through a lot. I've been abused. I've been walked on. Whatever, whatever you've been through. But Jesus healed me. He put me back together. I am not a victim. I am in victory. I'm not defeated. Okay? And make with thanksgiving. So there it is again. Be grateful. God is going to get you through. He's going to get you through this. He's going to get you through your situations. Why accept Jesus Christ if he's not going to do anything? Isn't that silly? Why pray? Why accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Why call yourself a Christian? Why come here on a Wednesday night, on a Sunday? Why? He's not going to dangle this in your face. He wants you healed. He wants you restored. He wants you recovered. Amen? Next. And the peace of God, here we go, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Keep going. So it says to meditate on these things. Okay? Medi this is the still this we're still on the same couple of verses. We're just breaking it down. Meditate. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's a big thing, meditation, right? When someone is anxious or overwhelmed, you know, let's do some yoga and meditate, okay? Uh, and listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with yoga, but meditate on a scripture. I knew somebody that was not saved and they decided to meditate and let their mind go places and they saw a demon. Be careful, be careful what you meditate on. Am I trying to scare you? Yes, <laughs> yes, I am trying to scare you. Because <laughs> this person I know very well and their whole life was taken over because they meditated on the wrong thing with the wrong stuff and there was demons and they were emotionally wrecked for years. Don't tap into something that's not God. Don't tap into the other side. Don't go to psychics and psychic readings because you're anxious about your future. That will lead you to death. It led Saul down a very bad path when he went to a medium. And this was not in my notes. This is, you know, for somebody. Like horoscopes. Be careful. Signs. With, oh, your son must be a this. Because he's bad. Nope. He's the sign of the cross. He's the sign of a dove. He's the Holy Ghost, you know. Be careful with astrology and meditation and tarot cards and psychic readers and palm reading and all that stuff. If you didn't know before, it's okay. There's mercy and grace. You don't want to open that door because there are people in the Bible that did. Saul was so anxious that he wanted to see his future that he, you know what, someone, that wasn't going to do that. Can you find that for me? I know it's in Samuel somewhere. We'll go there. All right, so go ahead. So meditate on these things. Quickly, got the next one. So whatever, so it says to meditate on whatever is true, what is accurate or exact, 
It was a true depiction in accordance with a fact of reality, a synonym for true, accurate, correct, verifiable, faithful, literal, gracious, in accordance with reality, what actually really happened the, to the case so elaborated, unelaborated, unvarnished, loyal or faithful. Meditate on what is true. Meditate on the cross. Meditate on that Jesus loves you. Meditate on you're healed. Meditate on the blood of Jesus. Meditate on Calvary. Meditate on his promises. Don't meditate on your failure or your unsuccess or what you don't have or how you feel. Meditate on his love and the promises that Jesus has for you. Amen. What is true? What is true? The true is God, is Jesus loves you and he wants you healed. Meditate on these things, what is accurate. It's, a, it's accurate, it's correct. You know, meditating, meditating on how you feel that day is not factual, right? Because we, we, we think of some crazy things, right? Our minds go through, thank you, some crazy things. What are you feeling today? What did you eat today? What did you watch today? What did you listen today? Well, that's what I'm going to meditate. That's what's going to be in my brain. That's what I'm going to think about. Think about what's true, what's accurate, what's correct. What are some of the things that are incorrect that we might think about? Insecurities. It's all right. I got it. <laughs> you can sit if you want. Insecurities. What else? Hmm? What are some of the things that we think about that are incorrect? Um, all things that are like negative. All things negative, right. If, there, if, if you're thinking on, on things that make you anxious or nervous or overwhelmed or sad or depressed or not want you to get up, all these things, that is not true. You're not good enough, you're not qualified, you're not beautiful, you're not handsome, you're not smart, you're not educated, you're the wrong color, you're the wrong race, you're the wrong size, you're the wrong gender, you're the wrong height, you're the wrong, you have the wrong feet, you have the wrong shoes, you have the wrong clothes, you have the, you're not a good parent. All these things, not true, not true. Don't even think about it. Get it in, get it out. In and out, okay? That, this is what we meditate on. We might not be able to get through all of them. I don't want to keep you too long. I want to go to Saul, and we'll go back to these, um, the rest of the scripture next week. I don't know why God has, I didn't have this in my notes, but for whatever reason, God, God wants us to do this. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you, thank you. First, um, First Samuel, verse 28. Can you pull it up, Jamie? First Samuel 28. I know, I know. Oh, don't be so religious. That's what people think when they're like, oh, why can't I read my horoscope or go talk to a psychic? First Samuel. Verse, 1 Samuel 28, verse 3. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his own city. And Saul had removed the medians and the spirits, the sooths. Oh, let me know what. I have amplified. Let me change that. Sorry. Um, now Saul had died, and all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah, in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the spirits out of the land. Sorry, my phone just skipped. Uh, 
Um, then the Philistines gathered together and came and encamped at Shunem. So Saul gathered all Israel together and encamped at Gil Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. That sounds like anxiety. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, find me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her, inquire of her. And his servant said to him, in fact, there is a woman who is a medium and endure. So Saul, now this gets really crazy. He disguised himself and put on other clothes and he went and two men with him and they came to the woman by night and he said please conduct a seance oh my god have you guys when you were younger ever gone to a sleepover and they start taking out the ouija board and that thing starts moving and i was at a sleepover one time they're like when is my bird gonna die n o w <laughs> the bird was in the cage dead like no don't play with that ouija board <laughs> <laughs> I swear that happened. When you're eight years old, you're like, oh my God. No, not exactly that. But it's craziness to wake up the dead and the spirits and talk to the devil. That's crazy. Please conduct a seance for me and bring up for me the one I shall name to you. Then the woman said, look, you know what Saul has done, how he's cut off the medians and the spirits from the land. When you do, you, when they do, you lay a snare for my life to cause me to die. And Saul swore to her. So basically, he goes and bring up Samuel, okay? Verse 12, when the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul, say, why have you deceived me? You are Saul. And, and basically, Samuel's like, why did you bring me back? Why? It's creepy, <laughs> right? It's just... It's so creepy, like ick. He, what does it say that he was? What verse is that where he says he was, he trembled and he was scared because he didn't know his future because he strayed away from God. What verse is that? Sorry, I'm not prepared because I was not gonna read this. Verse five, okay, put up verse five and then we're almost done. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid in his heart and trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him. The Lord did not answer him anymore because he went crazy, because he did not seek God. So he said, I'm going to go to a sorcerer. I'm going to go to a medium. I'm going to wake up the dead. I'm going to... You know, I'm going to go to the other side. He was anxious and his anxiety led him to meditate on things that are not God, that had called up the dead. You don't, you don't want to play with that. You don't want to play with meditating with the wrong things. Like I know some people, they get super, super religious and they say yoga is from the devil. I'm like, chill, you know, but I don't do yoga because I'm not flexible, you know? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with I'm not saying that. But meditate. Like there was somebody that I knew that was an athlete and they were under extreme, extreme stress. A parent that I met, they were under extreme stress. And this child was very young, only 10 years old. And they, they, they came to me and they said to me, you know, um, they're so stressed out because they're on such a high level and on the team sport, such a high level, they're stressed and they can't sleep and they're losing hair. I'm like, they're 10, wow, you know? So I began to look up these meditations 
that, that they could do. This is not a Christian. And I'm like, oh God, you know, to, to meditate and to close your eyes and to picture yourself here and meditate. And then we got distracted and I'm like, darn it. I, I should have gave her a scripture. I, I should have gave her a scripture. And then I saw the, a couple of weeks later and I said, you know, how is how is how are they doing? How are they doing? And they said, "Oh, they're so stressed." They're the, I said, "Can I give you? I know this sounds crazy. Can I give you a scripture?" Oh my God! My mom said the same thing. I'm like, "Give her Psalm 91. You know, give you know, have, have her rejoice. Give her scriptures. Put something positive in her mind. Give her a foundation." And she was like, "You know what? You're right. I will do that. It's the Bible." Don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. Meditate what's on true, what's true, what's just, what's pure. And we'll we'll go over that scripture next week. Meditate on what's lovely, what's true, the gospel. Take out the scriptures, take out the names of Jesus and meditate on that. Amen. Amen. You guys feel a little better? Did I offend anybody with the meditation and the seances and <laughs> Just be careful, and Saul, he tried to wake up, well he did. He woke up Samuel from the dead because he was anxious and he wanted to know of his future. Your future is secure once you accepted Jesus Christ. You don't have to go search or be anxious or wonder. You know, life is very daunting. You turn on the news, and it's very overwhelming. And you could be anxious about your future, about your job, about your family, about your relationships. Just meditate on the scriptures. Rejoice, be glad, and know that God is at hand. Amen? Amen. Is everybody good? Does anyone want to add anything? Yes. Okay, we need a mic over here. Yes. Um, I want to say that when I first came before, you know, renewing my relationship with Jesus, not renewing because I always believed in Jesus, you know, I always believed in God, but like finding the foundation, which is the church, I've always had like terrible anxiety, like since I was 14, panic attacks, really, really bad. And, um, you know, I told you about the hot flashes, I told you about and ever since ever since i became came closer to god you know everything's gone like Amen. i have thank you jesus what, that's a testimony yeah. thank you jesus yeah. it's only the beginning of your journey yes yes and then um there's a really good app i don't know if you guys know about it it's a meditation app it's called abide so it's uh you know meditating with jesus and i listen to it every day so that's beautiful yeah Thank you, Jesus, that they have a good app. Amen. <laughs> the most important app. That's beautiful. Amen. But I think you said you said it a few weeks ago that you don't you don't notice that God has healed you, and you you right you don't notice that it, it's just it happened to me too that you're going through something, you have something overwhelming, and then day, one day you just wake up and you're like, oh, I'm healed. I don't have to suffer from that anymore, and it's a beautiful feeling. Amen. Anyone else? Testimony or comments, questions? We good? Okay, we could stand up. 
Amen. Yes, please. So what Pastor said when I noticed that I was just healed out of nowhere, um, I think my point as to when I, when I said it was more so when you dive deeper into the word of God, that's when he takes it away. When you get to get deeper into your relationship with God and allow him to take all those burdens off of you because it's not for you to carry anymore. It's for you to give to him. That's, you know, that's when it slowly starts to go away and you don't even realize it. That was my... Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's beautiful. But when you get healed and you, you know, you don't, you don't even realize it, that he's just taking it away, taking it away. And Saul, he suffered and immensely and he went crazy, literally crazy. He allowed his anxiety to take over. If you read the rest of the story, he went crazy. He lost his kingdom. He was not king anymore. He lost his children. Everybody died. It was, it was pretty horrible what happened to him. So, and God had to get a new king, and it was never meant to be like that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name. We lift you up. We thank you. We exalt you. You are our king. You are our savior. You are our Lord. And Lord, we give this, this anxiety over to you. We give this fear over to you. And we meditate what's, on, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely, that you are our prince, you are our peace. And we thank you, Lord, that you have set us free. Help us, Lord, to bring other people to Christ. Put people in our path that we can bring to Jesus, that our life would be a testimony. Our life would reflect the glory of God, that people would see our lives and say, wow, I can't believe that you have changed. I can't believe you're healed. I want Jesus too. I want to come with you. Help us, Lord God, to fill these empty chairs, to fill our church with love, and to help our families and our friends if anyone suffering if anyone's overwhelmed give them all the desires of their heart we thank you we honor you and we praise you in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit in jesus name amen give them jesus a hand clap we thank you god thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you for listening please tune in every monday for a message that is going to bless your life and the lives of those around you please follow us on all social media platforms at The Rock Church LI. God bless you and have a great day.